everyone just wants to support you in improving your mental health. Your well-being throughout your life is something you do have to upkeep. <laughs> no one needs to see you meditating, but if it's helping you, it's helping you and that's what's really important. There are people out there that are willing to take that weight off you, even if it's just for a little while. You're listening to From Our Experience, a podcast series created as part of the Moving Up programme at the University of Portsmouth. This series is all about hearing from current university students who have lived experience of care or estrangement. I'm Kim and I'm an outreach coordinator at the university. Joining me today are Andrew. Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm a second year sociology and criminology student at the University of Portsmouth. And Tia, who I'm going to hand over to from here. Hi, I'm Tia. I'm a second year social work student at the University of Portsmouth. And in this episode, we're going to cover why looking after your mental health is important, factors and triggers that can influence mental health, some signs and symptoms that you might come across, support that you can find at university and how to access that support. So I guess it is important to talk about why mental health is so important and mental well-being as well. Everyone goes through it at some point in their lives whether it be small or something quite big, whether it be personal life, the relationships you have with people, I guess they kind of come under the same umbrella. And then those sort of relationships start affecting everything else you do as well. So if we start acknowledging what's going on in our personal life, then it's a good step towards not having your kind of your work relations or your education relations kind of getting in the way as well. Anything in your personal life can be challenging whether that be a relationship with your parents or a a romantic relationship or anything, that really does affect us. And then our mental health can have a massive impact on our time at university. But that doesn't mean you have to struggle on your own. As we will discuss later, there is help available to you, which you can access. Yeah, it's it's interesting when it comes to sort of like mental health and accessing that support, because a lot of the time I think people struggle to sort of almost recognise it in themselves. And you might think, oh, I'm feeling a little bit low or perhaps I'm, you know, lacking in concentration, but that's normal. And it is, it is really normal to procrastinate, to struggle to concentrate sometimes, to have periods of low mood. But the issue is if that becomes where it is affecting you daily and you're then struggling to live your life as you want to and struggling to go out to see friends, to do your basic life, you kind of have to talk to yourself and think, do I do I need to access some support? Do I need to speak to someone about how I'm feeling and see if perhaps this is a little bit more than just feeling a little bit low for a week? It is normal to have these different emotions and the different feelings and things. And I think that can sometimes be the thing that stops people maybe recognising or reaching out for help because they think, oh, well, oh, it's not all the time. Like I had a good day last week or something. So maybe I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the way of someone else who needs support or something. And I think if it's affecting you, there's never going to be any harm in speaking to someone or reaching out to someone or looking online at support services and things like that. No one's going to say to you, oh, you're wasting our time. If you're starting to recognise even that those things are coming into your mind or you're feeling that way or those feelings are happening, I think maybe just looking online. So if you don't necessarily feel like you want to speak to, I don't know, like a GP or something, it might be that you just want to start having a little bit of a look online at some of the support services that might be available to kind of say, 
well, maybe this is starting to affect me. Maybe it's something I can find help for online and, and that will be enough. And maybe that's all you sort of needed. Yes, you know, rec- and recognising anything. It might even be small things like changes in your sleep, changes in your appetite, becoming more isolated if you kind of find yourself making excuses as to not see friends or to not go out. If that then is something that, or maybe that's a little bit, a little bit more than it should be then it's just just speak to someone there's like you said kim there's literally no harm in just speaking up and speaking out if you sit and have a chat with your friend you know or someone that you trust anyone and they sort of say yeah that i have that too a lot of people do you'd be surprised when you speak about it that most people you speak to will say oh yeah i feel like that sometimes let's let's get some help we'll you know look at it together take little steps first speak to friends you know speak to people around you if you're at university if you're at college then teachers are brilliant speak to your tutors you know speak to lecturers you'd be surprised how many people are open to having a conversation about it it's um you started picking up some of the symptoms and and signs of bad mental health or deteriorating mental health ed here and I think that's quite important some of the things can literally be the tiniest change in your sort of day-to-day but if you start noticing maybe you're getting more angry at things that you you didn't normally get angry at or you're you're just sad and you might not know at that time why you're sad then you can start interrupting those thoughts with okay I feel like this what's next and as you said, that person is only going to know what's best for them. That person is only going to know why they're feeling like that. They might need some help getting there, but they will get there. Maybe even if you just start doing some self-help to start off with. So maybe you do have a lack of concentration. Okay, maybe get up from where you sat. Leave the house for five minutes. Walk down the road, go to the shop, come back. You've interrupted it then. And if it doesn't work, then obviously you're going to try another thing or another thing. It just depends on the person. I think it would be good now just to circle around to actually specific support at university and accessing it, especially in a new area, because going to university in a new area, that's a challenge within itself. A lot of people move to university each year, and it's no surprise that there are going to be a long waiting list maybe for their well-being service. Every university has a mental health service. They have a well-being team, they have support. And if you feel like you need to access that, there is also absolutely no harm in speaking to your university wellbeing team as well as registering with a GP and speaking to them too because both will have waiting lists. One might be shorter than the other. You can do both at the same time. No one is, you know, you're not going to speak to the GP and if they, and then if you tell them, oh, I'm also waiting at the uni, they're not going to say, oh, well, you can't speak to us then. Speaking to your GP, having a look at online websites in the interim that can support you and offer some kind of general like mindfulness, grounding, therapies, those kind of things. And then more long term is waiting on the waiting list for support through the NHS, support through university services. There's also nothing to stop you. We would never say, well, because you're a uni student, you have to go to a uni's health and wellbeing team. You absolutely don't have to. It kind of links back to everything you guys have already said so far on this episode, but that kind of self-checking, self-awareness, checking in with yourself might help you to recognise things earlier, which might mean you actually don't need to end up on waiting lists for 
other services like the Mind website, for example, you might be able to chat support online. So you don't necessarily have to speak to a person if you don't feel comfortable to right now. Definitely. And there's so there's so much online nowadays. There is so much. There is loads of different apps you can access. You've got Headspace, which have app. They have a podcast. They have a Netflix show now. There is YouTube videos. There is literally everywhere you look online, there is support in some form or another keep trying different alternatives, different strategies, and you will find something that works. Don't just sort of try one thing and think, no, that's that's it. It's not worth it. It really is. It's worth looking after your mental health. And it's worth, even if you feel a little bit silly, doing a mindfulness exercise. If you're sitting in your room, no one needs to know. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to hear about just trying different things. And I think sometimes you have to be open to try something that you think... And it's not going to work for me. I'm never going to like doing that. I think meditation is a good example of that or like yoga, those kind of things where people are like, oh, it's not going to work for me. I don't like it. Try it. You never know. You might be right and it might not work for you, in which case at least you know and you've tried it. But you might try it and go, oh, it did kind of work actually. And different things will also work on different days as well. So I think sometimes people can start to feel a little bit helpless if they've tried loads of different things and nothing's kind of worked and they're like oh god what if this happens again and I don't you know none of these things have worked for me I went for a walk I did exercise I did this I did that it didn't work it might work on a different day definitely and it's also trying things is brilliant but you need to also remember that you're not going to take a walk one day and immediately everything will be sorted. It's a long-term process improving your mental health, but it's all it is, is taking those steps towards better mental health, which is the most important factor. Don't think that's the cure for everything. It's As long as you're recognising it and you're focusing on yourself and looking after yourself and doing as much as you can to promote good mental health and good mental well-being, that's the most you can do. Sometimes when people talk about mental health or, you know, there's kind of discussions around it, I think people can think what we mean is mental health in terms of something quite drastic or something quite long term or something that has, you know, needs to be diagnosed or already has a diagnosis or something. And I think actually what we're saying is it could be that it could also just be looking after positive mental health for yourself and keeping yourself in that positive mental health state. It might be that you are currently going through a stressful period and therefore might need to do some extra measures for your mental health. I think that's just kind of something to kind of pick up on there is just it doesn't we're not necessarily just talking about long term or diagnosed mental health conditions. I think the key um, word would probably be mental well-being. Yeah. Your well-being throughout your life is something you do have to upkeep. You need it. I think it's really important what you said there. There is nothing too small to talk about there's nothing too big to talk about and everyone's got something and no one's ever alone and we do go through stuff in life and it does become too heavy to carry and sometimes we just need to offload that weight onto someone else and what I think people are scared to kind of acknowledge is there are people out there that are willing to take that weight off you even if it's just for a little while Um, and especially at university when you've got a thousand other things going on Well, thank you both so much for today and for such an interesting discussion, I guess, and an insight. 
I think at this point it is important to say um, to our listeners that whilst Tia and Andrew are experts in their own experiences, none of us are mental health experts or qualified in the field of mental health. So if you are or have been affected by any of the things that we've covered today or any other kind of mental health concerns that you may have, please, please, we do encourage you to seek out the relevant professional support for that. But we do hope that this episode has been useful. Thank you all for listening to this episode of From Our Experience. If you would like to hear more from our students, you can head over to our University of Portsmouth web pages and search the term care lever or a strange student to find blogs and video content on topics such as living independently um, and living with new people at university. Also in this series, we chat about the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as digging a bit deeper into our students' real experiences of university life. This episode was created as part of our Moving Up programme, which is part funded by the Southern Universities Network.